0: Hey, it's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. Season 8 of Game of Thrones begins this Sunday, which means binge mode Game of Thrones makes its long awaited return, with your resident experts Mallory Rubin and Jason Concepcion guiding you through each episode. And to get your fix every Sunday night, Chris Ryan joins Mallory and Jason on Talk the Thrones, a Twitter after show recapping each episode throughout the season. So make sure you check out the Binge Mode podcast on Apple or Spotify, talk to Thrones on Twitter, and for even more Thrones coverage, you can head to TheRinger.com.
1: Hello and welcome into Winging It, part of The Ringer Podcast Network. I'm your host, Annie Finberg, with my co-host, Kent Bazemore and Vince Carter.
2: You see in the house.
1: House. And we are joined by four-time NBA All-Star. Damian Lillard. What's bro? Yeah. Insert,
2: insert applause. applause. There you go.
0: Yeah.
1: What's yeah, up, bro? You guys, are you? Right. <laughs>
0: all right. Just
2: appreciate
0: it's, y'all. It's having.
1: Lillard time. How's it going, Dave?
0: It's going pretty cool. We having a good season. My son' first birthday party just passed, so everything is good right
1: now. And we just met, and we're on a nickname basis right now. So sorry if that's weird. That I'm. It's all good. I'm already there. How's Atlanta treating you? You guys got to practice at our facility today.
0: We went by the facility practice today and. I start complaining about our facility because <laughs> it was brand new. It was nice vibe in there. So, right. I mean, it was cool. Yeah. And nice
1: facility. Yeah, it's it's nice. It. It's a nice place for sure. Yeah,
0: I instantly start complaining, man. What's going on? How
3: man, can we all have this?
0: What, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's how it usually happens. Wait, so y'all got your own
2: plane though, right? Nah. nah not no more. Oh, yeah. See, I remember they had their own plane,
0: so yeah. I was about to start complaining.
1: how do you have your own plane?
0: <laughs> <laughs> our team, our
1: owner. The, owner oh. the team used to
0: use his plane, but not oh. no more.
1: That's big time. You guys just clinched a playoff spot, third in the West. How did it feel to finally get to that point?
0: I mean, anytime you can accomplish something like that, you know, I think that's what we all play for. Start of the season, everybody is saying, you know, we want to make the playoffs and give ourselves a chance to play for a championship. So I think our team felt really good about it, but, you know, one of our best players went down on the same night. So it was kind of bittersweet just to have to go through that while also clinching a playoff spot. So uh, we're thankful for another chance to, to be in the playoffs. Um, but it was a bittersweet night. Yeah,
3: man. I was I didn't see it, didn't want to see it, but he yeah, <clears> gets well soon because, you know, I think after injuries, especially something like that, you know, a blow to your team. Mm-hmm. You know, he's playing great for you guys. So, right. you know, and I know for him, more so than healing, it's the mental part of it. Now it's like, Golly, I got this far to the end of the season and, you know, something like this happened. So I think for you guys, I mean you guys have been there before, but he's been unreal.
2: Yeah, you know I mean, even that night, he had, what, 32 and 16?
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: Killing. Yeah, he was having a big night. And this was this was his best season, too. So, right. right. I mean, that was a blow for us.
1: That has to take, like, a mental toll on you guys, too, losing such a big piece of your team. But you're stepping up. CJ hopefully will be returning soon. You guys feel pretty good going to the playoffs?
0: Yeah, we feel pretty good Um, knowing that we got guys that could step up and um, I guess, fill that, that void or that hole by committee with um, Zach Collins, his Cantor, Myers the, Leonard. Everybody
3: say, that's the beauty they got, they picked up. <clears> his <throat> <Ennis> Cantor, Ennis. <laughs> I mean, that pickup
0: turned out to be perfect for yeah. us, especially with this happening, but the tough part is him getting hurt and us having to go through this so late in the season. Mm-hmm. You know, if it was like middle of the season or early, you'll have so much time to like figure it out. Right. But now it's like, it's crunch time. Like, we got to figure it out quick and the playoffs is weeks away, so... We just got to make sure we figure it out in time so we can be sharp.
2: Yeah, but you're no stranger to the moment, though. Like, you know, obviously we came in together, so I've been able to see you, you know, kind of grow as a player and, you know, take big shots, make big shots, and, um, you know, play out time, come, you know, balls in your hands. With everything that's going on around you, talk about how,
0: you know, you get to that mindset of, you know, I want the big shot. You know, I, I live for this moment. I mean, I think that's just being in those situations. I think part of it is just being willing to fail, like being mm-hmm. being willing to shoulder or able to shoulder when you miss it, mm-hmm. or when you turn it over or something. When something bad happened in those situations, I think that's just being able to deal with that makes you more comfortable. You know, mm-hmm. when the game is on the line, because I'm going into it saying, if I miss the shot, if we down two and I decide I'm gonna shoot a three and I miss it, I can live with no whatever food. they got to say right. about no it. No fear right? mentality. Yeah, I'm not tripping. You got so that right. And if I make it, I know I ain't go, it ain't go be too much for me. Like I ain't go be big headed about the situation. Right. Cause I, everybody say they train and they do all this stuff, but I know I really do it. So mm-hmm. I've done this stuff over and over and over so that it just makes it easier to to be in those situations. Um, But the playoffs is, it's just different because like early in my career, I would try to just show to everything. I would try to mm-hmm. like take over and dominate and score. But now like trying to win is become more clear to me that I got to, empower everybody else more like I can do my job whether guys are hurt or not mm-hmm. but what else can I get out of the rest of the team like mm-hmm. how much better can I make the rest of the team because then we'll we'll go further that way so I think that's more of the challenge for me as opposed to trying to average 50 right instead of 25 mm-hmm. I think the challenge is um trying to get more out of the, just get more out of the team
3: you know, and that's, I think that's saying something. I hope, you know, I don't know how many young guys, whether it's high school, pro, college, whatever, listening. I mean, that's growth for you in maturity. Yeah. But that's, uh, I think that's something for young guys to really listen to. You know, they see you. They know what you can do, how many points you can put up. But you, you're looking at the big picture, mm-hmm. and you're willing to, to say that because there's a lot of guys who look at it like, oh, man, it's the playoffs. I got to get mine. I got to yeah. do that. But, like, it's easy. You can you can look at the stat sheet and see that you're averaging 40-plus and y'all still losing by 20 right. like exactly. what do you get out of that mm-hmm. the satisfaction of your average or the right. fact that you just got swept you know what i'm saying exactly. what what is you know what 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 do you want so uh, i think hearing that is is great for young guys or uh, fans of yours or, or or admirers of yours and of of the game in general it not even have to be a fan of yours to see like that's how you break the game down and that's how you become more of a dangerous threat in my opinion mm-hmm. because it's your willingness to to just distribute the ball uh make your guys better which allows you to be who you are, who you want to be, you know, when you need to be it.
1: Vince, did you have a point in your career like that when you kind of switched from, like, Vince Carter to Vince Carter in the team?
3: When you're young, you're, tr- you're trying to establish, and you just have to kind of learn that, um, you know, my first playoff experience, we played the Knicks, and we got swept, T-Mac and I, but it was just like, they put so much focus on on me. Like, I was dribbling the ball half court, it was double team, like, it, it was just unreal, and I understood for a long time like how important your teammates are, but after that series, I really understood what that really meant. So it was the willingness to get off the ball early and get those guys going. And lo and behold, the next year we were able to beat the Knicks because of the supporting cast being able to play so well and knowing I don't care if they're averaging 8 to 10 points instead of 15 points. Those ten points a game are as important than the 25, 30 that I I might have been averaging. So uh, it was like getting off the ball early, getting them going. So now late in the game, if I do have to pass the ball, they're still in rhythm. Right. They, you know, now they know. Okay, I know he's going to pass the ball if he needs to. It's not like, shoot, well, let me see, <laughs> see what's going to happen. Been feeling a part yeah, of it the yeah, whole game. Facts, you right. know what so I'm saying? they're going so,
0: to they do more. They're going to try
3: harder. Exactly. Right. So that's cause that's how you know it was for me. And I, once I understood that, it was kind of like the game's easier it really is that was
0: like that's funny you mentioned that because last year we got swept and they was double teaming me at half court and trapping and i couldn't even get a shot off half the time like every shot was deep against two people because it was like i can't let them make me not take no shots so like it was low percentage shots Mm -hmm. and i kind of had that same realization like after that i was like everybody got to I got to allow other people, like, to be involved, to do more. Like, even if it's not leading to an assist. If that means I'm just passing the ball ahead and somebody else is making a play or whatever, like, I'm impacting the team by just doing the right thing, right. even though it might not be anything, like, statistical. Mm-hmm. Right, That'll be an impact on on the team
3: and on the game, so.
0: And then when you're as great as you guys
2: are, like, just you being on the floor is, like, impact alone. Like, you can yeah, be yeah. out there and... Well, know, that's why they're doing
3: the. That's why the double team is right. there because of that. You know that impact.
2: That's what makes it scary. You know, you hear stories about MJ and how he wasn't able to win until he started using his guys and Kobe, like T Mac. Yeah, you know, all the greats he used to have that conversation when yeah. he was in Orlando. All Same the greats, game. man. Like once they get off the ball and the ball is moving, guys are playing. Then you start playing for your leader. Like you know, down the stretch they're gonna be setting screens for you because they know he. Need, yeah, he got to get the ball exactly. Like, so. And, you know, the one more it's thing I'm going to add too. to Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's noticeable yeah, when they sir. know
0: that you're doing the right stuff, and then they going to go either even further out their yeah, ways yeah, to sir. do whatever they got to do. So, And the
3: biggest thing I, I want to say to add to that was being able to live with the result of getting off the ball and allowing those guys to win or fail mm-hmm. because they allow us who have the ball and the go-to guys to win or fail. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think... That's, that's it's, it's a big difference. It just sounds like, man, you know, some guys be like, man, forget that. But, like, at the end of the day, it depends on what are you trying to accomplish. If you're mm-hmm. trying to win playoff series, that, that has to happen. Got to.
1: So, Dame, you re- recently said, talking about contract extensions and yeah. how people ask you why you didn't want to leave to go somewhere else. And you said um, that you weren't willing to sell yourself out for championships, which... Our guy right here, Vince Carter, he said that so many times. So I just wanted you guys to talk about that because he's said, you know, there's other reasons for coming to Atlanta, but he wasn't just going to sit at the end of a bench right. to get a ring.
0: It's not something personal that I got against players that do team up and, and all that stuff. If that's what they want to do, that's fine. That's just not what I'm going to do, mm-hmm. um, for one. And then as far as my situation, I play for a good organization. Like, our team is... We don't pretend to be cool with each other and pretend like everything is cool. It's cool. Like, we got a good environment at practice. We kick it. When we leave practice, we be around each other, and we win. So just because we had, like, some failures in the postseason, only one team get to win every year, you know? So that don't mean I'm just going to jump ship and be like, all right, I want to go play here or go to New York or go to L.A. or whatever, and then that's going to have an effect on other people's lives people that I really mess with. So to me, that means more than me going and chasing, you know, basically a, a easier route or saying, you know, forget them. They, you know, they'll be all right when somebody might get traded because I left, because now they're going to go in a different direction. Now they end up somewhere where the team don't think they're that good. And then they get waived. They career over four or five years early. Like just stuff like that, the trickle down effect and... If that means I don't win the championship, then I know that I can live with that because when it's all said and done, when my career is over, I'm going to know I stood by who I am. I didn't mm-hmm. do what the media say. Oh, he don't have no rings or he don't have this. Like, whatever. You know, I can I can live with that.
1: You feel that, Vince? You know it.
0: You know it. <laughs> You know
3: yeah. it. <laughs> I wanted to stand up. <laughs> Big claps. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean, I, it's, yeah, like it's just from
0: the outside where they be like, yeah. he don't have this or he, like, and half of these dudes, like, they just spectators. They like fans. So yeah. Right. Yeah. They really don't know.
3: And some of the greatest players that we consider in this game don't have rings. Yeah. Right. And a Hall of Famers or, yeah. you know, we consider elite because yeah. of the work they put in in the game. Yeah.
0: AI don't got no ring. <laughs> right. People love AI. Exactly. but like They call him an assassin. I heard a good example of like, so like Gary Payton from Oakland. I'm from Oakland. Mm-hmm. And he won a, he got a ring in Miami with like D-Wade and Shaq and him. And people don't even know that. Like a lot of people don't, they talk about GP in Seattle. Yep. Mm-hmm. They don't even talk about the championship team he was on. They don't talk about him being there. They talk about the glove in Seattle with right. Sean Kemp. Right. So I think that's the best example is right. like they just choose to say certain stuff, but, and then they go back and they, they talk about the glove in Seattle they don't mention. 100%. And something said about too. finishing what you start.
2: I mean, like, you've been there your whole career. You know, you pour so much into that city. Mm-hmm. Like, it ain't no better feeling than bringing something to where you, you know what I mean, where you, you laid your nest, you, you planted exactly. your roots. You know, that's why, you know, I've been here for five seasons and, you know, I love it here. Like, I want to get back, you know, to to those those deep playoff runs and whatnot, because it it means more to me than you know going somewhere and just adding to some what's what somebody else has already done. So, yeah, there's just something to be said about that.
3: And it's a great feeling that you've, you know, you get to create. You know, you you put the work in. You've already said it. You get to create um, the 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 narrative and and the ending. Whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, positive or negative, but it right. it was done your way. Right. You know what I'm saying? You could and like you said, I, I could you could feel good about it, your decision and and how it turns out because at the end of the day, you can still control how how it all ends.
0: You can say all this legacy, right. all this stuff you want to. That's gonna be what it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. So they are gonna say, like I said, the media and the people that's getting to speak right now, they're gonna be the ones making the judgments and all that stuff anyway. So right
3: might as well do it your way it is Bars. what it is
1: Bars. talk about your music you love music these two guys are big in music especially vince he was in band yeah talk about your music interests and dame how you got to that and how that's kind of been an outlet for you
0: oh i grew up in a family where everybody did music like all my older cousins used to rap and all that stuff when i was younger and um Two of my cousins from New York, they used to come to, to Oakland and they was they was like older. They, when I was like seven, eight, they was 22, 23. And they would come and they would always be playing like uh, Bone Thugs and Biggie and all that. They'd always be playing that kind of music. And then eventually they'd cut it off and they'd all just start rapping. And it got to the point where I'd just be hanging around all of them and uh, everybody had to rap. So they would be spitting and then they would pass it around in a circle. And at first I used to be embarrassed because I couldn't rap. So I started trying to get better at it. And then like, as I got older, they would come around and eventually like, he was prepared. Right. I was ready. Yeah, I was hey, like, i been practicing. i right. waiting for y'all. Your...
3: Cypher? Right. Nope. Anybody?
0: Like it, yeah. it got to the point where like when they was coming to town and we knew they was coming, I would just be waiting for it to come. Like I'm ready. I yeah. have my stuff written already. After that, I just start doing it on my own.
3: Now, did you do any music in college as far as like working on a project? When I, in college, I got like,
0: I got a final, but I got, me and my friends, we got like five mixtapes. Okay. Like, (laughs) damn. We got like five mixtapes. Like, after our senior year of high school, we did a mixtape. Came back the next year, did a mixtape. Like, every summer, we was doing mixtapes because I didn't even know I was going to make it to the league. I went to a small school, I was like, whatever i'm just going to do this
3: music and and if that other thing happens it happens <laughs> right, it happened, right. It so it that happened. was kind of your goal your aspiration uh, outside of basketball if this doesn't work we was a music group like a real group
1: <laughs> did, did you guys have a group name
0: um our group name was CFG certified fly guys hey <laughs> i like That's that catchy. Yeah. i like
1: that
3: i like that a lot certified yeah we, i got to find guy. that stuff yeah that would be good to hear now for for you you know like, as far as like your growth <laughs> Right.
0: I don't even cuss in my music now. We was saying all kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all kind of stuff. Right, right. We was straight from East Oakland
3: just So was, on the music tip, your first album that you that you dropped, you worked with Wayne in that on that album, correct?
0: Yep, I did. I work. Wayne was on both of my albums.
3: Okay, he was on both. Like, what was it like as far as getting to work with him, seeing him work? We talk about some of the top top tier of that profession. And now you're in there doing your thing, and obviously you already know what's going to be said outside. But for you in there working, did you feel any pressure to keep up bar for bar? Or it was just like, let me stay in my lane and and enjoy the moment, take advantage of this opportunity?
0: I mean, Wayne just make it so comfortable because he just like, when I came in there, he was just so normal. He was just regular. Like, Sports Center was on the TV. He was like, (laughs) they was talking about sports. He was just chilling. And then I thought it was going to be a bunch of people. It was just him engineer and like one other person was in there so yeah. i came in i was like all right cool it ain't
3: that's even better
0: right, right. it's a smooth little environment right. so the only thing that caught me off guard was how fast he was just moving it was like they'll play a beat and he'll be like he'll just go in the booth and just start rapping and then i'm talking about like off the top of his head he would start rapping in there bring it back then he'll rap again come out the studio and we this is like middle of our conversation they'll play another beat the beat is on and then he was like, play that. And then you go in the booth and it was like every beat, he was just like that going in there Bro, and just rapping, rapping, rapping. So I was like, I was like, man, like this dude don't stop. <laughs> and then he started playing music and it was like so many songs that he had never released, nothing like that. So it was cool, but I mean, when I when I write my stuff, I believe in what I'm saying. So For I'm sure. like, cool. Sure. I know what I'm saying ain't no right. no fake stuff. Right. So right. like at the end of the day, I can stand on that. So that's what's up. Um that kind of made me comfortable.
3: How long did it take you to create your project as far as like, I know you all season, I know you got a lot going on. So yeah. was no, I, So
0: the first one, I just, it was in LA. I went out there for like 10 days and oh, I work shoot. out in the morning. Dang. And after I work out, I go straight to the studio and I'll be there from like 1 PM to like 1 AM. 12 hour yes, shifts. shifts we just being there listening to beats. Writing hooks, writing verses, seeing who can come in and who want to get on it and stuff like that. Um, so it was cool. And
3: That's I got cool. one more. How long does it typically take you to to write a verse? Or let's I say the, to, let's a song. Let's say a song.
0: A song. I, I mean, I could write a song pretty quick, but like it's just different. Like sometimes I write a song quick and it'll be clean, mm-hmm. and then sometimes and then sometimes I write it quick up. and I'd be like, oh, that was too quick, like. I forced this in there, I forced that, and this, mm. that's kind of corny. like. <laughs> and then when I, like, sometimes I take my time, it'd take like two days. But then mm. those would be like, sometimes those would be the best ones. But back to like going to the studio, the most impressive person outside of Wayne um, was Marsha Ambrosius.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, she was like... I got a dude that uh, produces some music. One of my boys pr- does some work with her, and he speaks highly of her and her, her, her way she works. She was
0: unbelievable. Like, she was pregnant. She came in there with some Popeyes. Just, <laughs> she was eating, or it might have been Chick-fil-A, but she was like, just layering the, the the track like 35 times, just adding stuff just to make it pop. And I was like, that song on my album was the most like, to me, it sounded the best mm-hmm. just
3: because of what she put on it. And was, was that your favorite artist to work with? Or do you still have people out there, like, I want to work with such it's and people such? people I want to work with, mm-hmm. but
0: people be difficult, man. Like, I just be <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't be like when people just take themselves too serious. Right, like, right, all right, yeah. we know you famous and right, all right, that, right. but like. Let's, let's just keep it normal. I'm, I'm a professional athlete too. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't, and they be like, well, it's just all these barriers and all this stuff. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's just high maintenance type yeah. stuff. Yeah. Not be like, man, what? whatever. Right. I ain't tripping like that. <laughs> I like to do music with like people I'm a fan of. Like I, my first album I had Juvenile on it, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And I hit him like I want you to say this hook, whatever, whatever. He sent it right back, Man. and I was like, see, that's that's what I like. Right. Is just normal with it. Easy. Yeah, because uh, there's there's those stories out
3: there, you know, especially guys who are trying to make their name, they send it to a couple of these bigger artists, and you never hear it back or get it back at all. And uh, my my boy was a rapper. He, Sent one out to an artist who we all know, and he never sent it back. So,
0: like two chains, I got some song with two chains on one of my albums. I sent it him; he sent it right. He was right back. Like,
1: would you say music is kind of your outlet? Like, I feel like for you guys, it's golf. Maybe at least definitely for Kent, it's oh, yeah. like your yeah, escape. Is with golf. You <laughs> don't mess with golf. <laughs> no, but that's that's my two
3: M- music, music and, golf, and golf for sure. Yeah, would you say you use sure. that
1: to kind of like disconnect from probably media and basketball and all that?
0: I wouldn't even say disconnect. I just kinda use it to express like mm-hmm. how I'm feeling about stuff and my thoughts. I know it's a lot of athletes out there, it's a lot of people like that might have experienced stuff that I experienced. Like, for example, just cause I play in the NBA don't mean I haven't seen a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. So when I'm writing, I know people that's listening, they ain't even gotta be a fan of they are gonna be like, Oh, he been around something. Like he right. know he ain't lying. Right. And that's like that makes me more comfortable just expressing the stuff that I, I see and the stuff that I go through and that I've been around. Because a lot of it, people might not expect a NBA player to be around or to mm-hmm. even know nothing about. So mm-hmm. I just like to put it on paper and then record it. And I like for people to appreciate it because they might be experiencing it or they might feel the same way and they're hearing it coming from somebody else. So, I mean, who, that's it for who, me. Uh,
2: who else in the league do you listen
0: to? Or have you heard you know that you may get on something with one day? I mean, I would do something with all of them. I don't, yeah. Like I said, like working with the, all these like big artists, I don't yeah. be tripping like, right, oh, right. I ain't getting on a song with him. Right. I ain't, if they want to do something, we can do it. You yeah. don't, know, I don't really care, but I've heard all of them, but I wouldn't say I'll just listen to Yeah, no, yeah. I don't I just you. be listening to it. Right.
1: Hang tight. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors.
3: It's time we treated ourselves to higher quality underwear. Underwear that feels good provides support, and leaves us feeling fresh. Because we deserve better, our boys deserve better. That's what Saks Underwear is all about. It's only the men's underwear specifically designed with our anatomy in mind. Saks Underwear's patented ballpark pouch is a game changer, with internal mesh panels that keep everything in place. Then there's the super soft, moisture-wicking fabrics that let our boys breathe and even repel BO. Saks is the underwear that our boys deserve. After the game, after a nice shower, I let my boys breathe. Some Saks Underwear. Get $5 off plus free shipping on your first purchase when you use my promo code WINGING at checkout. To order a few pairs of SAX now with the great offer, go to S-A-X-X-Underwear.com. That's Sax with two X's. And use the promo code WINGING at checkout. Saxunderwear.com. Promo code WINGING.
2: Hulu is paying some of the league's best players a lot of money to do some pretty crazy stuff. Joel changed his nickname from The Process to Joel Hulu has live sports and Bead. Demi Lillard got a tattoo that says Hulu has live sports. Clearly, they really want you to know that Hulu has live
3: sports. Get over 60 live and on-demand channels, tons of shows and movies, and exclusive originals with Hulu. Get rid of your cable and make the switch for only $45 a month. Watch your favorite teams and the biggest games all season with no cable required. Watch on the go and on all your favorite devices. Live TV plan required. Restrictions apply. Learn more at Hulu.com. I got a question for you. So, you did Sway in the morning or was it yeah. Funk Flex? How was that? I did Sway like three years ago.
0: Yeah. yeah. How was that? That I was cool. That. Yeah. I that was that. cool. Yeah. I, know, I know Sway though. Yeah. I'm talking about Oakland as far too. as
3: like, you know... The expectations, because you know I, I you used to listen to, to it Free, a lot. Yeah. So you, when you go on it, you got to you know you got to spit bars. No, so. he told me when
0: I um when I was like, I ran into him once before in Oakland, and I was like, man, I'm trying to come on the show, and he was like, come on the show, whatever. And he was like, but you know you're gonna have to spit some bars, right? And don't come with nothing weak or whatever. And I was like, I was telling him like, no, I can really rap, right, right, right. And he was like, yeah, all right, that's Dalton basketball player. I was like, I can really rap, I'm telling you. And he was like, all right, you better come with some bars, and if it's weak, I'm gonna tell you. So I came on the show. And the whole time, like, before we started the interview, he was, like, saying little slick stuff. Uh. Right? And I was like, I could tell he think I'm finna come in here with, and, some, and with some, I'm like, I crossed egg. somebody over type bars. You know? <laughs> Broke somebody, like, nah. So after it was over, he was like, man, now you really rapping. So Yeah. I mean.
3: It was cool. People gave you a lot of love for it. So that's why I just wanted to ask, like, nerves. Yeah, cool. any nerves, you're nervous. Are you, like, prepared for it? Cause I wasn't, really,
0: I wasn't really nervous. Like I said, like when I write stuff, I believe in what I'm Correct. saying. So that's like, for me, that get me past a lot of- The nerves. The nerve or the discomfort of doing something outside of basketball. Right. Like when I do my shows, I'm like, when I'm standing up there and they all looking at me, I know at the end of the day, they're not going to be looking at me like I'm a clown because what I'm saying, it makes sense. They can like, relate to. It ain't like no BS. Bars. I went to a chance Rappers concert
2: down at this Lakewood Auditorium. And I came out, like, right before him. What? Yeah. This, One more time. This was,
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: so but I you was rapping? Nah, nah, nah. Because I was about to say, wait a minute. Nah, nah, nah. I well, came, you know
1: he looks like him, too. So like him. I'm wondering.
2: You so look right, him. it was like, With the three. like a, So I had a three hat on. And I had, like, a... I had popped this bottle of champagne over the summertime. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like was the, yeah. So the people were screaming. I've never felt an energy like that. You know, we play in front of 20,000 people, yeah. but it was like 30, 40,000 people. And, and you're like, like, wait, 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 you wait. Know, they all scream. You almost start singing oh, one this song. songs <laughs> bro. Like, I've never felt an energy like that. So, it got to be like, you know, exuberant. Like, you know, got you got to have that same feel when you're on the court that you have. Like, when you're at a concert, like, just the chills and the excitement of just people, cool, you know, bro. coming to watch you. It's, it's dope. cool. Yeah. Like,
0: in basketball, when they cheering, they cheering for the team. Right, You on the stage, they like fans yeah. of <laughs> yours. Like they <laughs> behind you. Like, yeah. my 26th birthday, I did a show for my birthday and I did it in Portland. And I was like, I'm going to just sell some tickets, see how many people I can get in here. Like 3,000 people could fit. So I put the tickets up, sold out in 30 minutes. So I come to the show. I had two of my artists go, they perform before me. So I come out, the whole crowd starts singing happy birthday to me. Oh, as soon as I man. come on, they start singing happy birthday. And then I start performing a song. And at this time I didn't even have an album out. I had like a bunch of songs I dropped on SoundCloud. So I started rapping and I stopped one of my lines and I did like this in the crowd. And they finished no the way. line, bro. The whole crowd. Like I said, the last time they count me out, what I do? And I went like this, and the whole crowd said, Game six. <laughs> like, and that was the line. The whole crowd, bro. Yo, that's I like that. I like that. Man. After that, I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna keep doing this. This cool.
1: <laughs> How crazy was that, that they knew the rest of it?
0: I mean, I knew that people in Portland like followed it, but I didn't know they would be able to pick up on it that quick. Like, I literally just pointed the mic out, and they finished it, the entire crowd. I got a that's video nuts. of it on my Instagram, too. That's dope. Like, it's yeah, crazy. That's, nice. that's dope. I,
3: gotta, I gotta see that. That's nuts. They're that's nuts. Crazy. They're dedicated. That's that, I, I I made it moment right there. Yeah, that's, that's welcome just, to the That's when the I was music. like, okay, maybe I should do an album. Like, people really listen, so...
1: That's cool. That's a great segue into. We have a segment called Welcome to the League where our guests and our hosts tell us when they realized they made it, whether it was an embarrassing moment you got dunked on or your first bucket. Maybe you can give us two when you realized you made it to the league. Welcome to the
3: League. Do you remember your
0: first bucket in the league? I do remember my first bucket in the league. So my first game was against the Lakers when they had Kobe. Steve Nash, Dwight, Powell, Antoine Jameson, all them dudes is like, that was their starting five. So they was mm-hmm. basically supposed to win the finals. And when I came out, my dad texted me for the game, like, You ready? Like, you playing against Kobe and Steve Nash. And Antoine Jameson was on the Warriors when you we had season tickets. So I'm like, I told him, I was like, Honestly, I ain't tripping. Like, <laughs> it's going to, but it's whatever. I said, As soon as I catch it, I'm shooting. I just got to get that first one out the way. So I remember the first shot I took, I was in the corner and I stepped out of bounds and I made the shot, but I was standing on the on the out of bounds line in the corner. So I made the <laughs> shot and I was like, damn, I, the first one out of been perfect. Right. And so then I ran down court and I was like, I'm shooting the next one. So I came off a ball screen. I was deep and Steve Nash went under and I rose up again and I made it. So that was my first, my first bucket.
3: Man. League three off the screen, right? No, that's right. Welcome to the league. So, when did you actually feel? When did you actually feel like I'm here now? Like I, I made it. Like I've come from Oakland to small school to didn't think I was going to make it. Like you yeah. said, to music was about to be my path. But when did you say? Yeah, this real. Like when did you feel like I'm? I, this is I'm, I'm. This is this is it. This is my 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 stage now.
0: I'd probably say like halfway through my rookie year. Mm-hmm. Cause at the beginning I was like they don't really they don't really know me like that they right. don't, they probably don't think I'm that good so they just let me shoot free throw line pull ups and threes is open all day I'm <laughs> like it can't be this simple <laughs> right, like right. it can't be this simple <laughs> be. Bro. like and then I remember we got like uh we was like halfway through the season and we played at Golden State and uh, I was playing at home I remember and, that um, game <laughs> they was beating us and I just got hot and they was trying to stop me. Like, this was the first time somebody was, like, coming after me. Like, they was sending two people and all that, and I was just killing. And we ended up losing the game, but that's when I was, I was like, all right. Like, that was against Steph, and they was trying to stop me. I was on the road. I'm at home. Like, it was pressure. Like, people was like, man, you better kill. Don't come home. And after that, I was like, I belong. This was going to be. Yeah, re- I remember that game.
3: Were you Bazemore? You was on
1: that oh, team.
2: You yeah. was
0: on the yeah, team, yeah, yeah, too. yeah. We did,
2: uh, so we did rookie transition together. Yeah. Uh, we was at the same table too. Because mm-hmm. they do the the, the the divisions. And we're both in the Northwest, uh, Golden State, Portland. So yeah, I've been following Dane for a minute anyway. We were states, you know, mid-major. So I've always had, you know, love for mid-major guys. You know, y'all big school cats got that, uh, we call it platter life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Speaking of which, Vince, you are decked out head to toe. North Carolina, you also look like you but just got off the golf like course 18. after you picked up your kids from school. But
3: jeez, like, <laughs> she, she yeah. we'll go.
1: But are you just repping it for the game?
3: It's a game. tomorrow? Oh, is this like? No, I so was there. A reason for all you don't this? You remember seeing me having have this I on did earlier let, today?
1: I knew you were doing like a <laughs> lean in campaign, but I didn't think okay. you needed to be in your Carolina Blues for that. No, then I had
3: to. Do, <laughs> then I had to do another um, thing for. Uh, North Carolina, so I figured I might as well wear it. Tar Heel Nation.
2: You know, uh,
3: I wanted to go to North Carolina, bro. I wanted to go
2: to NC State. He wanted to go to NC State. NC State? Like Thank Jewish, you, man. You like I like hard. Hodge. Hodge. Yeah, bro. Who is now Hodge. coaching, we found out. Yep. <laughs> coaching at San Jose State We just University. found that out. Yeah, he's at San Jose. He the head
0: coach? No, uh, uh,
2: I think, nah, assistant. I think he's assistant,
3: yeah. yeah. Just he found Hodge that out. because We nice. were like, where are yeah, they now? Was, where is he, man? But, you know, I, it's not to represent. I mean, yes to represent, but it was for a Carolina piece that we did. So
2: what's up with Kansas? What's the? They got seniors leaving and whatnot. What do it look like next year? Uh, no, they're you know. they're
1: mostly freshmen, actually. Four you of probably. our five starters are freshmen. You I went to Kansas. Get, we got— um,
2: You get newsletters and stuff from the team? <laughs> no. Right. But
1: what's I happen? get, like, the alumni. They asked me to donate. I don't, I don't make that kind of money. But uh, <laughs> we got our, our butts kicked. Did nah, you see the game?
3: Who's y'all play? No, they
1: got the Auburn. ass
2: kick. It was a difference. Oh, Auburn's pretty good, though. Yeah, they are pretty yeah. good.
1: They could not miss.
3: You know, if you guys were to have won, you know, you would play next. North week. Carolina. Okay, cool. Right. Yeah, so we we'll would. Y'all beat Auburn? No, nah, we play them tomorrow. Oh, nice. That's a good, good game, bro. Yeah. Why yeah. that kid got all that hair for y'all? <laughs> He's had that since high school. Bro, he got a <laughs> Kobe White. Yeah. yeah. He's, I mean, chill. he wore it in the McDonald's game, all that stuff, man. Ja, who's
2: name? Ja, rent. Murray State, that boy Cole. You Sheesh. like him because he's, he's from a small school, school? Yeah, man. He going number one. Zion, who? No way. Zion, Zion
3: who? who? No way. <laughs> Williamson. <laughs> hey, it's but I feel like it just depends on you know who needs what you know. Phoenix gets the number one pick. They need a point guard.
0: Zion Williamson is getting picked number one. Yo, he's a man. Hey, I saw. I forgot the dude's name. Colin Coward. He said he a top 20 NBA player right now.
3: See?
1: Wow. Do you guys <laughs> agree with that?
0: See? I don't like when they do stuff like that. My mic don't work.
1: Oh.
3: <laughs> I, I was going to say, okay. Well, Did you watch are... the All-Star game? How right. many guys How many guys make the All-Star team? 24. 24? Whose spot are going to take? I'll just leave it at that. He's uber athletic. <laughs> uber athletic. And let's just go from there see where it goes. Top 20? Top 20 right now. Right
1: now?
2: Boy, these guys is nice on this level. Yeah, really, really good.
1: I was just talking to someone the other day about how when he went to Kentucky, he got to play against their like third string guys never ever played and got their asses kicked and how people don't realize like even the third string college is better than average Joe. We've talked about this before. Right. How people think they can beat you guys one-on-one yeah. or whatever. I like Jalen.
3: Come on with it. Jalen had a uh, had a good one. He said he would know. put 10 bands on it. Yeah, he, he said a guy, you know, walking the street challenge, you know, I'm like, oh man, you know, you know, you look regular, you know, let's play. He's like, all right, Let's bet 10 racks. Right. Yeah, <laughs> then see what's good. Right. <laughs> you know, so, you know, I, I. All that pressure on them hands. Yeah, yeah right. it's, it's different. Like, like I say, it's different when you're sitting sitting on your couch in the barbershop, whatever, and you're watching the game all comfy. Right. right. But when you're on that island by yourself, wondering if a pick and roller coming or something.
0: <laughs> Man, the pace that we got to do stuff at is just not normal. No. Exactly. Like the pace you got to run and stop and shoot and change direction, and then you play against somebody that don't do it. Like you can basically move in slow motion. That <laughs> means I'm not gonna miss a shot probably, right? Because of how fast I usually have to do stuff. So right. like,
3: you're not right. gonna beat me, right? And then you get that. Oh man, you bigger in, in person right. than on TV, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it moves fast, right. and it hits. It'll hit you. It hurts. Right. You know, I'm like, be careful what you ask for yeah. now. Who you pointing at me for, girl?
1: I <laughs> thought you were catching on a joke. Nah, I, didn't, I didn't go all the way. You were close. Yeah, I was close. You were close. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking. We got the oldest guy in the league, but he has the best jokes. <laughs> Little kid jokes.
2: Nah. Damn, she on your head. How's Vincent? Yeah, boy, <laughs> I, so- <laughs> <laughs> See? See?
1: I saw Vincent was at the game last night.
2: Man, this guy was...
1: Dancing Amigos. Man.
2: McDonald's, young? how was that? Him and
3: uh, Offset. Getting it in, you see the girl dunk. The girl He's, dunking that was yeah. dope. So that like that. So she has a she has a uh, she had a little compilation. Like so, after she dunked in the game, the next day at practice, she was out there just doing dunks. They were throwing her lobs and everything.
2: I like where this game is going. Yeah,
3: I want to see girls
0: dunking, but
3: she won the dunk contest.
0: What? She like the first girl that ain't like super tall doing it. Right, right. Like was that's she
3: what like was, six. all she. Uh, is she uh, so like she six be, one. She, yeah, five yeah. eleven, six one. She wow. wasn't like, but like she creative. Like she said, I can. This bro, she, gotta, she
2: went baseline and reversed the jump. Yeah. <laughs> like with, with room to spare.
3: We got guards who are 6'1. Oh.
2: <laughs> he ain't 6'1, bro. No, I'm just yes, saying, he i was is. just talking about
3: guards in the lead. I wouldn't really talk about Trey oh, Young okay. in general. I the want... no names. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <just> saying, who <laughs> came dumb? He listed 6'1? <laughs> right. Thank you. I think, right. I think hey, this it is, might hey, be This be is a six... great question. Let's look. T- it's time to ask him now. Who's taller, Trey Young or Allen Iverson? AI.
1: Trey's listed next
3: at 6'2". <laughs> oh, AI, is, AI is a lot taller than him. That's the Oklahoma media book, man. Yeah, I totally... He, he talking about, nah, nah, I stood next to him. I'm taller. I mean, what what alley Harris have you been by?
1: No. <laughs> Speaking of Trey, I want to ask you really quick. You were Rookie of the Year. What do you think about Trey?
0: Uh, I like him. I think when you're a point guard, you got to pick up on stuff quick. You got to be smart. And I think he's smart. I think the plays that he makes is not based off athleticism or... Being tall or, or big or anything like that is just feel. It is like learning and just being a, a smart guard. So um, I think that's one thing. And then just the skill set. You know, he can shoot. So when you can shoot as well as he can shoot, people going to come close to you. And then he's quick. So he can use his jump shot against him to get where he needs to get to, to make plays and to get his floaters off and draw contact and stuff like that. So um, I think early he was trying to figure all that out. And he figured it out, and I think that's why you see him start to have big games and get a little more consistent because he, he's figured something out that he didn't know at the beginning. So um, now it's a real race
3: for Rookie of the Year. And would y'all agree in your rookie seasons, I mean— you got, well, so I play four minutes I, a I, night. I knew I, I, <laughs> you are going to say that. Or even when you start playing big minutes uh, for the first time, you the difference in— let's say the first part of the season, the second part of the season was yeah, like night and day. Yeah, it really And the game began to slow down for yeah. you. For Luca, it, it, he he was playing pro ball already. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was just like, all right, let me just see. You know, I think European players tend to have to adjust. Well, somebody like him has to adjust to the speed and quickness of the game. But a rookies coming in, they have to adjust to the speed of the game. Like you're looking at guards now who are taller than you to play a position or whatever, right. or, or or anybody. So I feel like as you go through the beginnings, it's just that learning process. And, you know, I, I think struggling early is a good thing.
2: Yeah. I yeah. think with Trey, what's what most impressive to me is, like, he does it against guards. Like, they throw wings at him. I mean, they trap him. Like, he still finds a way to, you know, make things happen. And as a young I mean, I, I, I've just been, like, impressed with, Know, how he's grown this year, and it's like it's been fun to watch. You know, he's kind of elevated this team,
1: and we don't see what happens behind the scenes. But it looks like he's kept his head through it all. Like, I can't imagine getting that kind of
2: Ain't got no choice
1: negativity, on that and he just stays cool. I'm on that at least it seems like it. And he doesn't get back at people on Twitter or anything like that. I don't know, I That's think that must be hard
0: because he got real confidence, right? I think when people don't have real confidence, when they're playing Confensive. well, <laughs> they're the loudest person in the world, they're talking back on Twitter and saying all this stuff. When people get on their case, they get sensitive. So mm-hmm. I just think he deep. The way it looked to me is like he just got real confidence. Like people was getting on him and having all this stuff to say and he just kept playing. That's how you know when you're dealing with somebody that really believe, when they just like, all right, and just keep going. And then eventually everybody gonna be they ain't gonna have nothing to say.
3: Man said something just there.
0: Boy.
1: Sure did. They're running out of things to say too. Preach. All right, well, that's it. We have Dame with us. We have a Hulu ad today, which I thought was good because he's the guy. Hulu has live sports. Am I right?
2: That's right. You get paid every time you say Hulu
3: has live sports. Yeah. Hulu has live sports. It is. (laughs) (laughs) They can send that to the podcast. right there. Right. Evan, leave that in.
1: (laughs) All right. Make sure that
3: check goes straight to Dame's uh, account. Please. Gotcha, brother. Gotcha.
1: Please. I'm sure he'll get it. Well, that is it for this episode of Winging It. As always, don't forget to rate us five stars wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have any questions, feel free to write us at wingingitthepodcast at gmail.com. Damian Lillard, thank you so much for your time for coming on. I know there's a lot of other things you could be doing right now, so we appreciate you. Five, five stars, stars y'all. John hey, Morant,
2: number one. A lot of magic, One words.
1: We out.